Today we are broadcasting from Nipaluna, Lutrawita. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this land and elders past, present and emerging. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us this morning. The feel-good way to start your day. Woody and Tubes. Welcome to the podcast. My co-host just walked in with the football. <laughs> You're kicking footy around the office. Yeah, I was just kicking the footy around the office. because I was going be nice. To, I, was, well, I was trying to organise the alliance bars that you gave away because I couldn't remember who the other... Trish yeah. is the other one. Alliance bars that we are giving away. So were you at a reception? Because you know that people, there were people waiting out the front of the <sighs> old two Melville Street to pick up their alliance bars. Right, I've, we've given away so much stuff. I've never seen that before. The lineup for the alliance bars, because people were almost scared that they were going to get given <laughs> well, away, or I they think should that be you scared. you were going to eat them. Oh. <laughs> Should be. Was... I haven't had one in ages. Like I've, I, oh, I was ages. going. I was going every day for a while. Twenty four hours. <laughs> I was going a couple of day there for a while, and now I haven't had one in ages because you've promised to give them away have to you people. Seen, have you seen the boss? Yeah, Phil. Yeah. How do you think the show went today? He said, "Tubes, you get ten. Woody, eight enough." <laughs> you are. So... <laughs> I'm making that up. I don't ask yeah. that stuff. You're him, not doing... How do you reckon the show went today? Give me a rating, please. <laughs> I do that. Uh, hopefully I... he's not listening to this. No, I love Phil, Good and God. I'm not the one that you does impersonations of him. Kiss I ass. am not. You are such I a kiss ass. Feel a lot for Phil. What? Feel for Phil? Say that again. No. Feel for Phil? No. I just feel for Phil. <laughs> yeah, we had the premiere on oh, today. Yeah. We talked about goldfish. We also had trivia. There's someone coming back for $300 tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Which, if you're listening, and today's the first of... I'm doing a you. What? If you're listening today, it's the 1st of March, 2023. And if I'm you dead. hear this message, I'm dead. <laughs> Here's what you missed. Uh, uh. All right. <laughs> Dickhead, as you were. Oh, where are you? Dickhead, you've just called me dickhead, and we're Dick? just finishing the podcast. No, that's not going on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Don't put dickhead on there. <laughs> is that? Are you saying don't put me on the podcast? Yeah, because you've put, just called me dickhead. Don't put you on any of it. <laughs> this is Woody and Tubes. Good morning, Hobart. Good morning, Tazzy. Good morning. Doesn't matter where you are, you can stream us. On the listener app, L I S T N R. Premier is joining us after seven. That is Premier, Premier Jeremy Rockliffe. Well, why would I have well, any other Premier the, but the Tasmanian Premier? Could be the Premier of what New South Wales? Musician in Hobart. <laughs> could be the Premier karaoke singer in Hobart. Me. Great start. <laughs> hey, we're getting a lot of your texts and we appreciate them. Are questions for the Premier? 0488881073 is that number. We're going to be giving away some more Alliance bars. You've, ever since you've heard, ever since you heard that it was a French uh, pastry chef that made them and someone said, yes, the, the, if he's French, he would pronounce them Alliance. Mm. You've been going crazy with your French stuff. Because oh, I speak French. It's not you something I not... normally brag about. But I speak a bit of French. I dabble speak, in French. You speak the tiniest amount you of French. You, had to, say, you had to say to me yesterday, uh, or the day before, I can't remember, you had to say, what's goodbye in French? No, that was because I was under pressure and okay, it, I was mixing it up with Japanese because I speak a, speak a little bit of Japanese as well. What's Japanese goodbye in Japanese? Sayonara. 
Okay. Yeah, you thought you'd catch me out. No, I do. I'd like you to and say I speak a little bit of Indonesian. I'd like you to tell me what the time is in French. Say the time is yeah. 6 06. Jeta to 6 06. No, that's not French. Yes, it is. If anyone speaks French, can you oh, please call man. me and I'll converse with you in French? Anyway. Can you believe we're going from this to just after 7 o'clock talking to the Premier of Tasmania? Yes. I haven't even gotten started on goldfish chat and the got Tasmanian goldfish oh, that plays volleyball. If you listen you to You wait till I get to that. That's not actually a thing. It is a thing. It's not a thing. There's no goldfish that can play volleyball. Producer Rhea's back. I don't know if she can hear me or not. I am back. Hello. Hello, oh, Rhea, We Rhea. missed you. We I missed you, you too. Um, we apologise for all everyone that was calling the show and we couldn't get to you. It was just Tubes and I free-falling. Yeah, That's I was... not what you said the other day, though. <laughs> Did you hear what she said the what other day, Ray? Other she day? said that she was free-balling. Uh, this oh. is what happens when I'm stressed. <laughs> too much information. Different. Too what? much information. What does that mean? Free-balling? Yeah. Oh, Google it on the work computer. Don't Google it, Ray. <laughs> Just Don't go Google, Google image. <laughs> loads of stuff coming up Welcome today. Welcome back. I do know you watched Dawson's Creek. Oh. I did. I'm up to season four in, like, five days. So. Wow. Wow. Dawson's nice Creek. Nice. I thought it was called Dawson. Dawson's. Dawson. No, I nearly went hey, into my French. Uh, Dawson's Creek because he died in the creek at the end. And I was really disappointed. It didn't happen. Spoiler alert. Uh, that doesn't yeah, I think happen. a lot of us were disappointed about that too. <laughs> oh. Right. That's, that's a little <laughs> smack at James <laughs> Van Der Beek. We didn't get the memo, Tessa Randello from our Triple M Hobart newsroom, but... Producer Rhea and Tubes are both wearing bright pink. It's oh, I didn't get the memo. It wasn't a, a memo. To be left out. <laughs> there wasn't a memo, you two. It's just a feeling. Well, apparently, it's from Mean Girls. I've never seen Mean Girls. Uh, on Wednesdays, we are pink. Okay. Apparently, that's what it says in the that's, movie. That's anyway. literally it. <laughs> that's, just on Wednesdays, we went pink. That's the line. That's the whole movie. <laughs> Tessa Randello from the Triple M Newsroom. What's making news? Well, so we've got some more stadium stuff happening again. Mm. The AFL is kind of doubling down. It sent a letter to all of the grassroots Tasmanian footy teams, basically saying why we need a stadium and what they can offer. Um, it said Tasmania needs a stadium because the other clubs won't support AFL's, uh, sorry, Tasmania's AFL bid without a stadium. We've got the Premier joining us just what? after seven and we're getting a lot of text messages and we're going to try to cover off on as many of those text messages as we can. 0488881073. I do want to ask the Premier why we're being held to ransom almost. That's my. That's been my. I'm. I'm all for a Tasmanian team. Yeah. I'm one hundred percent. I just want to know why Tasmanians who are com- have already committed five hundred and seventy nine million dollars from our Tasmanian government in this build and this team need to be going to the federal government for further money. I'm and AFL Tas have chipped in. I think three hundred and sixty million dollars towards the team. That's fine. I just don't know why it's necessary. For us to have the stadium, if they're going to build it, just just do it and just get it done. But I feel like all of us here in Tasmania are seeing the pinch from health, education, transport, electricity costs, all of that stuff. Ongoing grocery bills going up, our our mortgages and our rent increasing. Yeah, I think we'd like to see some sort of. Um, Relief. relief. Yeah. yeah. There has to be relief it, before we can have. And let's not forget, how do we bloody get people to the stadium? 
because our transport system is woeful. Cooked it. There's yep. only buses. There's That's only it. buses, and they're struggling enough as it is. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, and to the bus drivers that are out there still on the job, a shout out to all of you, because from what we're hearing, it's not a nice environment to be in at the moment. Well, it's not just the moment, Woods. It's literally for 12 months. I think I started on radio. I'm two weeks away from my anniversary on starting radio, and I'm pretty sure we've got a party planned here for that. But um, I I don't think our, our public transport situation for our drivers and for our patrons has improved at all yeah. in 12 months. This has just been an ongoing problem that we just heard over and over and over about. Obviously, uh, a couple of big things we'll touch on with the Premier. We've got a text here on 0488881073 about the stadium, Woody. When you get that Premier on the phone, well, he's coming into the studio, which is terrific, ask him about the interest costs over the period of the stadium build. Rebecca White said in her chat it will be more than $20 million a year ongoing. Cheers. From David, yeah. we will put that to the Premier. We're going to be pressuring the Premier a little bit on the stadium as well as all your other issues. 0488881073 is the text line. Tessa Randello from the Triple M Newsroom, thank you so much for the update. Thank you. It's Triple M Breakfast. If you would like an Alliance bar, one of the very last ones in the world, they were made by a patisserie chef here in Tasmania, sold at Zepps, which is slowly closed down, sadly, and... Zeps have given them all to us. Well, they've given them all to me. No, you said when we started this show, where are we? I had to sit here through so many hours of where are we now? Everything's a we. It's not a you. It's a we. Sorry, I forgive me. Was I incorrect on that? But I'm just saying yes, if something is delivered to my house, our, well, that is mine. our house. It's but not, that's right. Anyway, we've decided as a group, uh, and oh, I, for, say through, three of us. I say through gritted teeth, that if... If we're going to give them away, we're giving away now yeah. the most delicious thing you'll ever taste, and it's the last chance saloon today. I'm pretty sure it's the last day we're giving them away. That's sad. That is sad. They're, they're like a, a Snickers bar, like a homemade Snickers bar, biscuit base, mousse on top, peanuts through the mousse, with a chewy caramel in the middle as well, covered in chocolate and peanuts. Absolutely delicious. If you're allergic to nuts, do not give us a call right now. This is Woody and Tubes. It's triple and there's a chocolate bar type snack slash dessert that has been gone now because a shop in Campbelltown has shut down. We're giving them away. They're called Alliance Bars. They're the best thing I've ever put in my mouth. And you can call us on one triple three five three. Hello, Jackie in Lena Valley. You've never had an Alliance Bar? No, I have not. And Tubes has been talking about these for a long time. I have been. He has. Almost, um... I have been, Jackie, and uh, let me tell you, I reckon you'll like them, Jackie. I, I think I will. Well, up to this point, what is the best thing you've ever put in your mouth? Uh, anything chocolate's pretty good. Really? Okay. See, this is the thing. I just don't like chocolate. It's weird. But, um, oh, savoury's really good too, though. So anything like a good packet of chips. Oh, yeah. Salt and vinegar. Yep. Yeah, that's probably the best thing I've ever put in my mouth. All right, Jackie, yeah. I reckon we better put one aside for you too. Of course we can. All right, yes, Jackie. Please. We'll, we'll explain how to get it when off air there. Rhea's here. She'll be able to tell you exactly how to get it, Jackie. I think that's okay. one of the last ones we're going to give away. I don't think we've got many left, Woods, unless I tell you about the extras that Chris dropped off at my house the other day. <laughs> 
<laughs> Did you hear that, Jackie? Yeah. Well, we're going to have to cover off on that a bit later. If you've had more Alliance bars dropped off, oh, I'm going to be really... Look, to be honest, I haven't seen them for a while because I haven't properly checked the f- freezer at home. Erin might have nailed them all. That's your partner. Yeah. I think we have to be clear who's nailing what. Well, Erin is properly nailing a lion's bar. I know, She's because a- you have to hide chocolate from it in the house. So if you've got more chocolate... Oh, we can't get into this now because I've really got to get to a story next. Good. About a person who went out for dinner yep. and her food came back to life. <laughs> Ooh. Rhea, producer Rhea, will not want to hear this. No. She's out for oh, is it an animal? Not like a plant that come back to life? How would a plant come back to life? Plants live, mate. Plants have got feelings too. Silly, silly questions. Oh, come on. Sometimes a smart guy. Me. Sometimes a smart guy. Got a man that pushed a peanut up a massive mountain with his nose, broke a record. That's not new. Ended up in hospital. They're attempting to bottle and sell her bodily gas. (laughs) That's not new. No, wait. I'm not finished. A woman's dinner has come back to life. <laughs> I said this earlier, producer Rhea, close your ears because f- she is our resident vegan. In the form of what? In the form of the thing it was initially before it was on well, the it plate, wasn't a cow. or it could come back as an. A, well, mate, you've talked about you've talked about people latching on to ghosts people and don't marrying ragdoll. Please, ghosts get- latch on to people is what yes. you're about to say. I'm sure that the the reciprocal of that is true too. But you've talked about some serious stuff, so I um, am, you know, I'm joking about the word serious there. I'm just wondering, you said it's come back to life. Does it come back, like if it's a, if it's a, a steak, does it come back as oh, a yeah. cow or does it come back it's as a, a different pig thing? But it goes and finds its other pieces and comes back hey, to life. Listen, I'm, I'm not here silly. to criticise, I'm just asking questions. Cindy, her name was, bought several fish from a fishmonger yeah. for a special dinner. She was about to cook them when she noticed one was still moving slightly. Yeah, that's that's not good. She claimed she almost jumped out of her own skin to find that the fish she'd planned to cook was alive. Yeah, that's not good. It had been in her fridge on ice for 48 hours. Oh, cry- cryogenically frozen. Okay. This might be a science experiment. This might be good for freezing the human body and then waiting until a cure for specific diseases are available. Continue. Springing into action, she ran a bath and slung Lazarus, is his name, (laughs) in before it was too late. In your hop. It's a miracle he is alive, she said. What sort of fish was it? Angel fish? Don't encourage him. No one laugh at that. Don't encourage him. Okay. Despite struggling at first, Lazarus began to return to normal after 20 minutes in the water, making a full recovery. Even though she wanted to keep her, Lazarus, she ended up having to have him rehomed. Rehomed. Because her partner said that she... She was paying the fish more attention <laughs> than her. Well, to be fair to Cindy's husband, this fish is a miracle. It's been frozen for two days. A poster was put on P 
pets for homes mm. and a lady with a pond f- uh, happily took La- Lazarus, <laughs> who now has not only a good home, but a lovely mates. partner Bad as babies. well. He has a lovely partner. Isn't Zombie, fish. <laughs> Zombie fish. Zombie fish. It's coming for your fish friends. It reminds me of. I mean, that's not that. That's not. That's not too disbelievable. You can. You can understand how that happens. What that a fish is well, still alive? Frozen. A fish caught, is still. Oh, whacked this into is ice. Coming, no, this then, is this is coming from someone that I said yesterday in the podcast. I said. That there's a Tasmanian goldfish that plays volleyball. That's not that you say is unbelievable. Well, but the fact that this fish came back to life—that's not unbelievable. No, because it was caught from wherever it was caught, popped into ice immediately, put to sleep in a chilled state, and then warmed up, thawed out. That makes sense to me. If you're if you are the owner of that fish, I would desperately love to chat with you, the the person that owns a goldfish that trained it to play volleyball. That person will never call because they don't exist. This is Woody and Tubes. It's triple M We are giving away the very last of our Alliance Bar stocks. If you haven't had one of these, they, will, they are made in Tasmania by French chef, patisserie chef, and they were sold at Zepps, but Zepps closed down. Zepps gone. In Campbelltown, if you would like one of these, we have all the remaining stock. If you'd like one, one triple three five three triple M. Who have we got here? We're driving to before school care, and Byron heard uh, you're giving away chocolate bars. Oh. oh, how old are you, Byron? I think we might have to talk through just... your interpreter and your dad, <laughs> there, Byron. <laughs> uh, he's eight years old. Byron's his name. Byron, you're and eight. Have you ever had an Alliance bar before? Um, no, he hasn't. No. Excellent, oh, Byron. Well, guess what, Byron? I don't know if uh, pre-school is the time to have one of these because mm. it might rev you up Doesn't a little matter. bit. But we'll put one aside for you, Byron. How does that sound? Yes, please. Oh, you are so like such a cutie. Just Thank like you, Byron. Love it. Good Hang on you, Byron. Hang on the line for us. One triple three five three. If you'd like one of those Alliance bars, or if you'd like to win one and just donate it back to me, I haven't had Absolutely one in a while. Absolutely not. You've I had twenty-two. Had, I haven't had just, one in a while. It's triple M breakfast. Tasmanian Parliament is back. It's good to see the politicians knocking around Hobart. And one of those politicians is the Premier of Tasmania, the Honourable Jeremy Rockliffe. And he's joining us in the studio. Good morning, Premier. Good morning, Tubes. Good morning, Woody. How good are you? Good morning. Well, we've got some heavy topics, of course, that we've got to cover off on. But can I start with, I think uh, all Tasmanians would be really happy to see the government come to an agreement with our allied health workers last week. There was the th- there was the threat, I guess, of strike action and then that action was removed after you reached an agreement. That must be fulfilling when you can do that. It was really good news to report that day that the strikes weren't happening and from what we hear, they were happy with the deal. Yeah, look, what is important is that we all sit around a table together, you know, in a calm and measured way and we all want the same goals. We want the best for the health system and as Premier, what I want to see is a, a growing economy and provide for a safe and caring community. And part of that, of course, is uh, working with our hardworking frontline staff across our health system, our police force, our police service, of course, and indeed our schools as well. Uh, but what was great about um, the recent announcement is that we want to attract more staff to Tasmania, more allied health staff. And that's why we've got really a nation-leading scholarship program, which we announced at the State of the State uh, yesterday, and that is $25,000 scholarships for people 
across a range of allied health professions, physiotherapy, speech pathology, of course, podiatry, uh, pharmacy, uh, where we can actually support someone in their final study year and encourage them to come to Tasmania, a bonded scholarship, if you like, and $25,000 worth, which will attract people, uh, not only to stay in Tasmania, but, of course, attract people to come to Tasmania and work within our health system. Because retention is obviously a big issue, and some of the jobs in allied health have been open for three years, and a lot of the training for those positions is done interstate. So, obviously, we need to do a lot to get them here and then to keep them. That's right. We've been working with the University of Tasmania in recent years to ensure we do more training at home, uh, which is terrific. Uh, but also we want to ensure that uh, you know the people that are training in other parts of Australia look upon Tassie. I mean, what a fantastic place to come and uh, to live and to work, uh, to raise a family. I'm so proud of what we have here in Tasmania and we need to ensure that the professionals, our health professionals across Australia and indeed further afield, uh, look upon Tasmania as a fantastic place to work and the Allied Health Scholarships that we uh, produced and announced a couple of days ago is uh, part of that retention or attraction and retention in terms of our workforce. It's a similar issue we have with our public transport people as well. And I'm sure you would be aware that we are getting so many texts and calls from bus drivers that are scared to go to work or have been assaulted at work. What can be done there to recruit and retrain, uh, retrain and, and retain those retain bus those drivers? Yeah, look, it's a very good question, Woody. And I spent uh, some half an hour or longer on, a, on the phone on the, over the weekend with uh, a bus driver uh, who's explaining to me, um, you know, the challenges now and the antisocial behaviour and how it's really affecting uh, him as a person, indeed his colleagues as well. And so we're really wanting to sit down uh, around the table again, uh, listen and to understand uh, the needs of our bus drivers who do a fantastic job um, every day. Our public transport is so crucial. And how can we, can we make uh, their workplace uh, safer and how can we stamp on this antisocial behaviour, which no one likes, no one likes. To be to honest, I went to catch a bus the other night and I was actually scared. <laughs> we cannot have our passengers scared to uh, um, go on our public transport. And so uh, we've done a number of things but we need I think to sit down again work with the bus union I think our Minister of Infrastructure is working with the bus union very shortly. This isn't an issue that's been around for a short amount of time Premier this has been a major issue for a long time why is it taking so long? Well it has been around for some time and I remember as Minister for Infrastructure that it was you know around at that particular time not as prevalent probably and it's really heightened at the moment and um, I've been again talking directly um, with a person affected by this and the trauma associated, if you like, uh, with the antisocial behaviour. So uh, we're very engaged in this and very keen to sit down with uh, the union uh, and indeed individual drivers. And I've agreed to meet face-to-face with the person I was speaking to over the weekend uh, to ensure that we listen to people on the ground and their ideas and how we can support them better and whether it's greater uh, enforcement presence Uh, greater protections for our bus drivers in terms of physical infrastructure, training and the things like that. And I think on the mainland, most buses will have some kind of support system on board. Is that something that we can look at implementing here? We need to look at, uh, you know, 
anything anything is possible. Uh, what okay. we want to ensure is the safety of our bus drivers, the safety of our passengers, and to ensure that we do uh, continue uh, to have a fantastic public transport network. And we did speak with the bus unions last week too, and they were very surprised at how the talks were progressing in a positive way, although there wasn't any quick solution is what we were told. So we will keep touching base with you if that's all right on that. When we come back... We're going to talk a little bit about the AFL bid and the stadium down at Macquarie Point. We are joined by the Premier here on Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. In the studio, we are joined by our Premier, Jeremy Rockcliffe, Tubes. Yeah, Jeremy Rockcliffe, the AFL bid. I'm so keen for Tasmania to have an AFL team, and I don't think there are many people that are opposed to having an AFL team. I know you've been a big advocate for the map getting into the Australian Football League. I'm interested to know how you feel about Federal Liberal, federal liberal members, the Tasmanian Federal Liberal members, being opposed to a stadium. How does that make you feel? Uh, well, it uh, gives strength to my arm in many respects. I've said yes, uh, last week, you know, friendly fire and hostile fire around um, some of these things. But as I said yesterday in my State of the State speech, is that um, I will not shy away from an opportunity. Um, seize the moment when there's an opportunity presented to us as Tasmanians, uh, that will take us forward, that will grow our economy, that will increase participation of uh, young kids involved in sport, uh, boys and girls, I will take that opportunity. We took the opportunity with the Jack Jumpers, for example, and we'll seize that opportunity with the AFL team. So um, I'm just focused uh, and driven uh, to ensure that not only I'm delivering a growing economy, more jobs, we've got a $20,000 jobs target, better health system, better education system, uh, public housing, but also other matters such as the AFL team. And uh, it was fantastic to have um, the AFL in town uh, just last week and really releasing their side of the equation, investing $360 million over 10 years into uh, Tasmania in terms of uh, infrastructure, but also grassroots footy, some $90 million into grassroots football in and around regional Tasmania. So our uh, code, if you like, our national code can survive here in Tasmania. Why is that growth and economic development dependent on a stadium? Well, AFL has made it very clear that players will only want to play on modern facilities and facilities that, of course, can continue to attract crowds and uh, a new stadium as that's been built in every other part of the country. And, uh, you know, a stadium economy is some $8 billion. Uh, what I'm saying is that why can't Tasmania be part of that? Uh, we've got a federal and uh, Queensland government uh, that are investing $7 billion, $7 billion on a new stadium precinct, if you like, for the Olympic Games. And as I said last week, that's a lot of money. What we're asking from the federal government is $240 million uh, to support our vision and our aims. Now, the Olympic Games last for two weeks. An AFL team will be here for generations. We will have young kids uh, being a inspired and have aspiration uh, to play in the National League. Is it fair that Tasmania's AFL bid is held to ransom for a stadium? Other states uh, that have uh, attracted teams have also been through this as well. Uh, What is important is that we don't, uh, if you like, we've got to set our team up, uh, given the investment, and uh, not set it up to fail. We want to make sure that we dot every I, cross every T, and make this a winner from the start. And if we have modern infrastructure, uh, that is fantastic. But this is more than just AFL. This is about an entire urban renewal project. 
This is about ensuring that we can attract events uh, here to Tasmania that we're missing out on. There's been some public discussion about that. And uh, why wouldn't we? You know, people say uh, no to an opportunity. I just find that extraordinary when we can actually seize an opportunity, uh, have a co-investment of state and federal government, uh, have private investment surrounding that, growing our economy, supporting those jobs, 4,200 jobs in construction and more, no doubt, when you think of the public transport networks across the ferries and the Northern uh, Rail Transit Corridor. I mean, these are huge opportunities. Uh, they're controversial, as they've always been in every other state, but we must these these opportunities, uh, make the most of every opportunity uh, so we can ensure that we continue to grow our economy and fund these essential services that I know uh, all your listeners care about, our mums and dads out there, our families and our tradies. Uh, this is a wonderful opportunity um, in construction and further afield for uh, young men and women uh, picking up the tools and effectively have that pipeline of work guaranteed over the course of the next decade. So let's say the federal government come out and say, yep, you've got your $240 million, Jeremy Rockcliffe. When can we see shovels in the ground at Macquarie Point? Well, first I'd say that's fantastic. Thank you, Federal Government, for that amount of money. And you've provided Queensland with $2.5 billion. That puts that, or more, so that puts that into context. And I'd like to, there'll be planning, um, and I'd like to see shovels in the ground. Uh, if possible, 2024 would be my aim. Well, there you go. That's well, so good it's news, happening. I guess. Basically, that's... it's happening I've, I feel, regardless I, of... I genuinely I... feel like our AFL team is happening. I think there's a bit of posturing going on between federal government, liberal senators and liberal members of parliament federally and there's a little bit of um, game playing there. I'm not sure whether the the, the federal liberal members are hedging their bets as far as being opposed to the stadium while the the state liberal party are all for it and I just want to see my kids running around in a green Guernsey with the yellow map of Tasmania on there with a red T. But also we're gonna we need to fix the transport issues obviously to get people to the stadium. And that's absolutely and part of our obviously plan. when everyone anyone ever comes up to me on the street, they are frustrated and angry about it because they are living paycheck to paycheck. How do you explain that to those people? And there's so many of them now that are that are struggling with interest rate rises, health issues. And that's where we uh, we are open, of course, to and have done and will continue to do support people with those cost of living pressures. We've demonstrated that in terms of uh, last year with our winter billbuster payment. We're supporting our businesses through uh, the challenges at the moment with energy uh, prices. We're putting in um, 105 or over $300 billion over the next um, three years in terms of cost of living measures. And so we will always support uh, our vulnerable Tasmanians, particularly those on low and fixed incomes. We'll always want to support people, have jobs, uh, live and work and invest here in Tasmania. That's our aim, a growing our economy. When you grow the economy, you can provide for a safe and caring community. And uh, that's exactly what I'm about. Uh, that I spoke about yesterday in Parliament. And uh, that's my very clear agenda. And uh, I can say that we will always focus on the areas of health, uh, education, uh, housing, uh, and police and public safety. I mean, that's our core responsibility as government outside of, of course, growing the economy so we can fund these essential services. And we've demonstrated that. And I'm very proud of the fact that uh, just yesterday uh, we've announced some $38 million uh, to uh, get our waiting list down when it comes to endoscopies, for example. And that's a huge thing. And our waiting lists are coming down. And I'm very proud of that. 
Premier Jeremy Rockliffe, thanks so much for your time. And thanks for joining us on Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Thanks, Woody. And thanks, Tubes. This is Woody and Tubes. We've got 50 bucks for you to spend at Brighton's Best Bakehouse. If you want to treat yourself, just give us a call. One triple three five three is the number. Simple as that. That's so easy. They got named Best Bricky Pie in Australia. We normally play a game around this, but we had the Premier in. We're a little... What? Rattled. Well, I'm not rattled. I get a little bit rattled. Why? Was it because there was a TV camera in your face? Yeah. Don't worry. Tubes, the only person that I've ever, that I'd ever be intimidated by meeting would be Judge Judy. Judge Judy. She scares me. She has written a book called Beauty Fades But Dumb Is Forever. (laughs) I love Judge Judy. And I legit probably will cry. When she passes. Oh, okay. okay. Anyway, I'm Karen. just saying that's why we're late for the news and that's why we can't play a game. Hello, the Karen in Opossum Bay, who's called us on 12253. We're going to brighten your day with 50 bucks to spend at Brighton's Best Bakehouse. How does that sound? That sounds absolutely fabulous. Thank you so very much. And what's happening in Opossum Bay today? Uh, well, I'm actually on my way to work in Lena Valley. How's the Ooh. transit time for you, Karen? Very, very slow, Tube. Whereabouts are you, Karen? Um, I'm just going past Eastlands now, and I've been gone since ten past seven. Yeah, it's starting wow. to get that way too. Just qu- quickly, did you go along the uh, Tasman Highway, or did you take the shortcut and go through Clarence Street? I made the very big mistake yesterday of um, going the highway, and today I've gone Clarence Street. This is highway chat. It's Chips' it. favourite thing to I do. I love it, Karen. You've got 50 bucks brightening your day with Brighton's Best Bakehouse. Make the drive today. You can just keep going all the way through, Karen, and spend 50 bucks at Brighton. Treat your co-workers maybe to a nice morning tea. How's that sound? I might just do that. Good on you, Karen. <laughs> Thank you so very much. Thank it's you. Bye-bye. Absolute pleasure. People have been sending me pictures of their goldfish. And shout out to Trent in Tranmere, who oh, said yeah? he believes my goldfish story, that there is a goldfish in Tasmania, Tasmanian goldfish. Well, guess what? That has been taught to play volleyball. It's well, guess amazing. What? Barbara in Belrive and Oscar in Old Beach and Sandy in Sandy Bay Fair all reckon up. that you're FOS. Full of... Oh, okay. This is Woody and Tubes. Breakfast. Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Who's this? This is Alyssa. I was just ringing up to give you the review. Oh, Alyssa, oh, that is you. so good. Wait, so, Alyssa, is it correct that, well, you're from New South Wales. This is your first time in Tassie. You were travelling to Port Arthur. You happened upon our show. You called because you wanted one of these Alliance bars. Yep. which are no longer made or sold, uh, and they're like a double-decker Snickers. And were you waiting for the receptionist, the reception to open up here, were you one of the many people waiting in line to get your Alliance bar? I was, yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. And, okay, I'm ready for you. All right, you. Alyssa, yeah. Can we just say when we set this up, we asked how your experience in Tassie was and you said it wasn't green enough, so I'm, I like that you're a straight shooter, Alyssa. <laughs> and I've set the bar pretty high, Alyssa, given that I've said this is the best thing I've ever had in my mouth. So what did you think of the Alliance bar, Alyssa? Yeah, it was very nice. Uh, I don't know when it was the best thing I've ever had, but it was very nice. It was very nice. I call it a uh, cross between a, a couple of things, like a Mars bar, a Snickers, and a Coast bar, I suppose. But yeah, I, I was.
what is the best thing you've put in your mouth then? <laughs> um, uh, it has to be sort of pasta, I suppose, so it's completely different. But anyway. Pasta? Okay. Yeah. We're talking about a carbonara? Yes, carbonara. I've got an Italian mate. No, Spanish. No. But Come no, on. I've got a mate and he is from Italy. And he cannot stand it when cream is added to carbonara. How do you like yours? Yeah, it's got to be done with the egg. Yes. Yeah, no cream, okay. right? He finds You're it a connoisseur, connoisseur of uh, carbonara there, Alyssa. Appreciate your call, Alyssa, and thanks so much for your review. I'm glad you enjoyed it, despite it not being the best thing you've ever put in your mouth. <laughs> Thank you. Shout out to Carlo. That's so, my mate. Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Text chat. Can I just say, I'm very excited because Torn's coming up. One of my favourite songs by Natalie Imbruglia. Oh, that's good. That's good. We love getting your texts on 0488881073. That is the text line. Lots of texts, Woody, coming through about the Premier. Hi, Woody and Tubes. The Premier always just talks around the questions and doesn't answer any of them. No point asking great questions from listeners if you let the Premier dance around the answers. Cheers, Greg. We had the Premier on uh, earlier and we're going to recap a little bit of that, especially what he had to say around our Metro bus system and the AFL stadium. He, he basically said the stadium's happening. Yep. It, yep. It's, it's happening. Get the Premier off. He's far too rehearsed. Shane at Pontville. Thank you, Shane. This is, We really appreciate your perspectives. Matt in Norfolk says, How about a tunnel linking v- Victoria and Tasmania and handing, handing the governments of Tasmania to them? Interesting opinion. We, we do plan to obviously follow up with the Premier around all of these promises that are being made and also your text messages. So the ones we didn't get to, don't worry, we will cover off on them. And Greg has texted in from New Norfolk. What a joke. Mr Rockliffe says the government will always support the vulnerable in Taz. That's the reason why frontline workers need to take industrial action to get a fair pay rise. This is due to government having suppressed wages in Tasmania for so long. We are below the poverty line. Cheers, Greg. You can always text on 0488881073 about absolutely anything, just like Leanne has. Good morning, guys. With all the extra cars on the road, the Tramere Express bus at 7.58am is taking approximately 50 minutes each morning to get to the city. This morning, both lanes approaching the Mornington Roundabout were backed up to the Shoreline Shopping Centre. This service is meant to arrive in Collins Street at 8.30am. If Metro cannot provide on-time service, then why should we pay full price for it? Could you please ask the Metro, the Premier or the Minister for Transport, where does the buck stop? We are sick and tired of being told the same BS. It's because of driver shorter training or the sheer silence of three of these. Tell us the fix. Also, when is the Premier going to actually reply to a bus driver's plea that the Premier himself told the driver to send him in writing. It's been over five weeks and again silence. I'll send you guys a copy of the letter and maybe you can read it on air. Cheers, Leanne. Thanks for your text, Leanne. A long text, but I understand the sentiment there. Her perspective is that why should you pay for full price transit if they're getting me there at half in double the time it takes? Oh, it's a mess. We've asked the bus drivers. We've asked the Metro CEO where the buck stops. The bus drivers say it stops with the Metro CEO. The Metro CEO says it stops with the Transport Minister. We're trying to get answers, and I think the government oh. are trying to get solutions. But and it's taking them a while. What's going on with the Transport Minister? Oh, you can't we say, We have reached Woody. out to You're not allowed to say that Michael they won't. Ferguson. 
Give us an interview. Look. Tubes. Uh, no, I'm not getting passed around. I know you're not. I know you're not. I know you're not. Oh, just, but this is what I don't get. And I don't know if it's the minister or the people around him, but you're in that role for a reason. You are the transport minister. You're in that role to answer questions. It's crisis, like it's crisis points out there. The streets are so busy. Kids are getting to school late. 29-minute transit time from Rokeby as the build-up continues around the Mornington roundabout. Some build-ups on the southern outlet coming into the city from Kingston and some heavy build-ups at Derwent Park on the Brooker Highway. If you see anything out there, you know you can text if safe to do so. 0488 881073. You know how we were talking earlier yeah. about... <laughs> well, no, this could be anything. We've literally talked about goldfish playing... Volleyball. We've spoken to the Premier. We've given traffic updates. So we've been talking for nigh on two and a half hours. If you would get out of my way, we'd be talking less. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just not sure what we're talking... Well, we, you know how we were talking earlier. I'm like, yeah, we've been talking for two and a half hours. We were talking earlier about the woman that ordered food uh, that, and then her food beca- came right. back to life. That's right. We talked a it little bit about It was a fish that. and she got it home and it'd been on ice 48 hours amongst other deceased fish... And it started flapping about, and she put it into a bathtub, and it came back to life. And they've called it Lazarus. It's swimming around. Lazarus. Yeah. What did I say? Lazarus. Lazarus, which is from the Bible. (laughs) If you what? He came back to life. That's why that. If you didn't make that connection. Yeah. Who knows what's real and what's fake these days? What my it just reminded me of why I don't go out for dinner with one of my brothers a lot because he is. Careful, careful here. He's older. A lot older. Went out for dinner and we were having dinner on a beach Mm. and he'd ordered the seafood platter. Yeah. And he picked up a live crab and put it on his plate and then said to the waiter, excuse me, I don't think this one's cooked. (laughs) She picked up the plate. The crab started to walk away. She screamed, dropped the plate, smashed it. It's a bit much. What? It's a bit much, isn't it? Well, why well, you got to play a game on don't the hospitality anyone... worker like that? Don't you? Don't you ever have people you don't want to go out for dinner with, like <laughs> you? Because you just think all food is share food. It's not share food. If uh, I order a bowl of chips, that is an implied sharing. A one hundred percent. A no. bowl. Of, you order a bowl, oh. of, a side bowl of chips. That's a share plate. Oh, that is. That's that fact. Makes me so angry. That is a fact. No. You order a bowl of chips and say, "Yeah, can I?" You order a meal. No. So you say, can I have a chicken parmigiana with chips and salad and a bowl of chips on the side? That bowl of chips is communal. No, it's not. It's like popcorn. It's like lollies. Popcorn's They're not communal. a perfect chef. Just food. because it's plural, that's just because there's more than one, doesn't mean it is. Oh, Hobart, please. I know that this is not what we want to talk about. <laughs> can not. you please help me out here? One, triple, three, five, three. It is not. When we go out for lunch, tubes, or dinner, no, you, you put your sticky little mitts in my not bowl. Sticky, I'm very clean. I don't and I'm know. very tidy, and I'm telling you, a bowl of chips on the side is a share bowl. I don't know where your hands communal have been. chippies. I don't know where your hands have been. Com- I don't know what's been in your mouth. Communal, They're because communal. you're shoveling stuff in there from everyone's plates. I know how to use a knife and fork, pal. Don't yeah. worry. A bowl of chips comes to the so- table. Oh, can I have a cup of chips? Sure. The rage Everyone inside knows of that. me. Everyone no, knows you that. Don't ask. 
You, you don't, don't ask. You take. Yeah, because it's assumed that you're communal. not paying for it. I'm paying for it. I beg your pardon. You, I beg your I pardon. I beg your pardon. Last time we did that, Woody, I think you'll find that Tubesy might have shelled out again, just like I did the hash browns. You ordered hash browns for Woody. Guess how many she orders with Rhea? They ordered 10. $32 worth of hash browns I ordered. Goodness me. Mate, I'll put it on the tab. <laughs> My, your tab's running low. <laughs> This is coming from the man that ate 22 Alliance bars I and did didn't not. share them with Hobart. In fact... Yes, you did. In fact, We've I did not. You've got to go, because you have been going on a lot. This is Woody and Tubes. Our state's best on show. Trip, triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Tassie Trivia. Powered by Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. Yes, we've got a carryover champ, Jess, in Mornington, who joins us on one triple three five three. Good morning, Jess. Good morning, Jess. Good morning. Can you test your buzzer, Jess? It is your name. Jess. Beautiful. And Sonia in Mangalore. Good morning, Sonia. Hi, how are you going? Can you test your buzzer? It's your name, Sonia. Sonia. Beautiful. All right, here we go. Three questions. If you know the answer, buzz in. We're they playing all for $200, Sonia yeah, Tubes. All multiple choice for 200 bucks. Yeah. thanks to Creative Module Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. Here we go. Tasmania is home to Australia's oldest brewery. Name the brewery. Is it A, Bogues Brewery, B, Cas- Jess? Cascade. Well done, Jess. You've got that one. Was that Jess or Sonia? No, Jess was in first. I, she buzzed mm-hmm. in. She's just very lightly there, <laughs> Jess. All right. A little bit more aggressive. <laughs> A little bit more aggressive. From me? No. Woohoo! Jess. Oh, okay. Question number two. I, I just want it known that I did not write this question. Oh, come on. Who built the Richmond Bridge? Was it A, Bob the Builder, B, Convicts? Jess. Sonia. Jess. Convicts. <laughs> wow. Just like that. That is supermodel kind of rates. 200 bucks for 30 seconds work. Well done to you, Jess. Thanks. Would you like to come back tomorrow and play for 300? <laughs> um... <laughs> No, I'll take the money. You sure? You sure, Jess? Yeah. It's only 300 bucks. Is someone influencing yeah. you there? Yeah, I feel like you're being influenced. Make your mind up, Jess. Yeah, yeah all right, I'll go again. Oh, oh, Jess! You're being coerced by someone. No, did we coerce you then, though? Like, it's a double... Co- mm. What do you really want to do, Jess? No, go again. All right, Great. 300 bucks all tomorrow here on Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Thanks to Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. That trivia is going to be $300 cash tomorrow. It's Triple M Breakfast. Do you think there's any Tasmanian animals that are bilingual? I know we chatted about this briefly on the podcast yesterday. No. But you had to make it all the way to the end to I, hear it. Because... It would be good if we didn't bring this up why? now. Why? Because, you know... It's nuts. But you actually started it because you were telling me the story about a tiger that, well, he wasn't bi. He could only speak one language. Was it French? He spoke French. He was a French tiger in the Montreal Zoo. That's it. That got transferred to the Calgary Zoo. Now, Montreal, in Montreal, that's in Quebec, they speak French. They transferred it to Calgary and all the zookeepers were talking to this tiger, giving it general commands about eating and where to go and it wasn't listening and they couldn't understand why this tiger that had been in captivity for so long with its all, all of its training couldn't understand what they were saying and then they realised, oh, we need to be speaking to it in French. Could you imagine what the tiger was thinking? Like, what are these guys talking to me yeah. about? Oh, So right. maybe, so, but there may be 
households that speak in different, like, English and Spanish. Or, yes. Because there's a Spanish dog, remember, that a woman um, adopted and she didn't realise it spoke Spanish. Yeah, this, so this she is exactly was, the same situation. But I don't think there's bi- – well, maybe there are bilingual cats and dogs. If you live in a multi-language speaking household and you have a dog, please let us know. Does your dog respond to both languages that you speak in your household? That's a great question, Woody. It's not really. Let's get out of here. <laughs> you, that's <laughs> triple M breakfast. Well, this that was a, that. And and this is this. We've got. Um, well, also depends when you're listening to this. So I can't. Oh, oh. You don't. You don't play football with me in the studio. You have a football, and you never kick it at me because you I'm, don't think I can catch. I know you can catch. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm just having too much fun by myself. We should talk tomorrow about. <laughs> how you only lasted half a day as a tradie. Oh, the brickie? Yeah. As a brickie. No, I did the full day. I've had a oh, few jobs. full day. I've had a few jobs. I I couldn't handle carrying bricks. That was hard. That was hard work. Brickies are tough. They are, they are really tough. And, you know. And you have to be in a climate controlled room. Yeah, it was a bit hot. It was a bit hot that day. It was a bit hot that day. Anyway. We hope you can join us. We are going to have... $300 cash to give away. Absolutely. And you can text us whenever about anything. 0488 Have a great day. Arvo morning whenever you're listening. Treat yourself whenever it is. Bye. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> right. If you were a phone sex operator, how would, what would your voice be? What would my voice be? G'day, it's Tubes. Oh, no. No, no, How's no, How's it going? No, 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 no. That's Do you want me to rub your shoulders? Elbows. No, elbows. Yeah, that's what it was the other day. What was the other one? We Do you want out- to sniff my feet for cash? Yeah, that's all random stuff that you will not understand unless you've listened to the podcast a couple of days ago <laughs> about weird things people are. We still doing the podcast outro. Oh, where are we? What day are we? Am I still dead? <laughs> No, um, how would your voice be? It's just a question. I, I'm, as it is. It would just no, be normal. No, you can't. It's not. It's not. <clears throat> Excuse me. Some people like ASMR. Where, is it ASMR where you get really close to the microphone? Hello. You just gently touch. It's it. Esther here. You're almost eating. Which elbow would you like me to tickle? <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> We're trying to attract people to the show. I'm, this is Don't rare. No, that's serious. None of Do this goes on the podcast. On the podcast. No one listens to the end anyway, so what does it matter? If you do listen, text us 0488 just text the word elbow. Elbow tickle. I'm going to give you something. Not an elbow oh, tickle. No, oh. not like that. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's that. We're done. Woody and Tubes, weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the listener app. It's Triple M.